Hey there, welcome to another episode of Insights with Latrice. I am so glad you're here on Friday Eve. I hope you've had a great day today. Listen, tell me what you ate today because you know I'm always want to know what everybody ate, what everybody cooked. I cooked a, like a seafood type of mixture going on thing. It was good, but I want to know what y'all cooked. And what are y'all doing? What did you do today for you? You know, during this whole crisis, we have to really make sure we're taking care of ourselves first, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. I can say I've been working out. Um, I do have that me time. I have that study time and all that good stuff. So please comment below. Also, this, this episode, this topic, Faith Over Fear, I'm telling you, is going to be so lit, as the young people say. <laughs> you know, I try and still be young. Um, but if you have questions or comment, please, I can see it. Um, so I'll try and get to as many as possible. And of course, my guest as well. Um, but I want to remind you guys that we actually turn our episodes into podcasts. So you can listen on Spotify, Google, Apple. And if you're not following me on all my platforms, shame on you. Follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Graham. I, I, do, I am the queen of TikToks. And my kids are taking it away from me. But I got one for you tomorrow. So make sure you follow me. And I can't tell you how good it is, but um, I'm going to try and work that out for you. <laughs> um, so let's let's get to talking. Um, today, just like all my other episodes, and I hope you're really enjoying my episodes and getting something that you can really apply to your life and, and that it's encouraging and motivating and inspiring to you. Today, faith over fear is real serious, and it's it's it hits me right here because, um, you know, we're going through something we've never gone through before. We we're going through something we've never seen. The unknown a lot of times draws those emotion of fear, anxiety, worry, and and it's it's a re it's real emotions, but we can't stay there. Um, it's important that we find ways and tools to and strategies to get through right in a positive way. Right. So that our mind can be sound and whole in our emotions. And so I have an amazing guest who's going to help us with that. She's going to give us tools. She's going to give us information. She's going to encourage and motivate. I'm telling you, I've, I listened to this young lady speak a couple of different times virtually, and, and she's dynamic. So let me just give you a little insight about her. She is a lawyer. Hello, and thank you. She's associate pastor at Riverside Tabernacle. She's a wife, she's a mother, and she's very active in her community. So she's serving the people with her gifts, who she is, her purpose. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce Dr. Shannon Polk. Hello, Shannon. Hello, my new friend. You yes, know, that's yes. I make new friends. I was going to add that. And my new friend, how are you? Good, good, good. Things hey, are well. Family? 
we are doing good. We are, do, right. you know, um, staying safe. I, I love the way someone phrased it. I think it was Andy Stanley that said, we're still showing love. We're just showing love in a different way in this season. Yes. And just give me a chance to love on my family. You know, yeah. apparently the first grader needed more love than I knew. So I'm loving on her more now. Absolutely. You know what? That I'm telling you, and you know, you and I have talked about my people in my my house. They're always needing love. I was laying in bed just kind of to myself today, just for a few minutes, right? Getting myself together. Next thing I know, they felt that they needed to come. And everyone just piled up in our in my bed. And, and I was like, you know what? They need it. I'm good yeah. with it. I'm good with it. So before we really get into the subject matter, what I, I said a few things about you, but I, I, I didn't scratch the surface. So talk to us. Who are you? Where are you from? So I am from Flint, Michigan. You may have heard we had a little water situation. Uh, just, some parts of the city still have a water situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my hometown. I am an associate pastor, as you, as you mentioned, at Riverside Tabernacle. Um, and I've always, I've been involved in ministry. I preached my first sermon when I was 16. Wow. Um, so this is, this is me. Um, but I had a mom who felt like that's great that you want to do ministry, but I need you to go get a job. So uh, she said, you will not be going to a Christian college. You're going to go right down the street to Michigan State University, get a nice job with a benefit and a pension package and all, because I'm your mama and I know what it means to be a black woman in the United States. You need a job. Yes. yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, so I went to Michigan State, did my undergrad there, went on to law school. Then I got married. And I told my husband, I said, you know, I need to be preaching. You know, I need to be doing some other. He said, preaching. He said, you haven't gone to seminary. I said, oh, Lord, I married my mama. <laughs> so I was back in school again um, at the uh, at, at my husband's direction, graduated from seminary and um, just just loving serving God in a multitude of ways. Just awesome. Now, I would tell anybody, though. I don't like when people kind of try to separate the secular from the sacred. I'm like, if you are at home taking care of children, that's that's ministry. If you are working as a police officer, a nurse, if you are picking up garbage, we should do everything unto the glory of God. Absolutely. Because you never know who you're going to touch. Um, right now, we get to touch people that would never have gone into a church house, that would never yeah. go into a building that had a cross on it. So you know, ministry is taking place in these COVID streets with all kinds of people that get to be essential workers. So I need all of them loving Jesus and showing Absolutely. the love of Jesus. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I'm a cut up too. I am. I'm a cut up. I'm an Enneagram seven, which means if it's not fun, I don't want to do it, which means I got to make everything fun. Yeah. Whether it's washing dishes, doing laundry, we got to find some fun in this thing. Because I'm, I'm, I'm see, we need to do a TikTok together. Yeah. See, my kids are trying to ban me, but I'm telling you, I'm taking over the TikTok. I'm with you. I'm right there. Now, I don't know what I don't know how the don't rush challenge is going to look because I don't have the dye for my hair, but I will do something. I will do something. <laughs> right. Like this, this is um, bootleg hair. So, yes, yes. We're working it out. Yes. <laughs> We are working it out. Well, you know, I mean, we can laugh and um, we can, you know, joke, but th it's a serious situation right now. The COVID-19 and, you know, like I shared, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, worry, fear, right? 
is it okay to have fear? Oh, see, okay. So, you know, you and I talked and I'm a firm believer that God deals with us when we are ready to be transparent. God is not fooled. You know, I I heard somebody say it this way. I think it might've been Christine King. You know, I might have more pious language because of my church background, but God sees straight through that. So just because I'm not using colorful language doesn't mean I don't have the same feeling about what's going on. Just because I'm holding on to a Bible doesn't mean I've cracked it to really see who God is in the scripture so he can center me and settle me. So, I mean, if we look at Psalms, they, David was afraid sometimes. People were coming after him. He's like, they're trying to kill me, Jesus. Yes. They're trying to kill me. Lord, yes. can you help? So I think, I think it would be foolish not to acknowledge the seriousness of the situation. What's really going on? Yes, we, yeah, we get to be afraid because this is real. This is real. Um, I, was, I received a text message from a friend. There have been 12 bishops in the Church of God in Christ that have passed away. Wow. In March and April. That's not the pastors. That's not the superintendents. Those aren't the elders. Those aren't the parishioners. That's just the bishops. Wow. So, you know, if you're part of that church tradition, you're nervous. You're you're a little nervous and reasonably so. But I think, you know, God says he doesn't reject those that are brokenhearted, those that are contrite. And so I believe God is ready for people to get real. It's kind of like when you talk to someone and they're just being themselves. You know, there's no facade. Yeah. Nobody's putting on airs. And there's something where you feel like, wow, I can trust this person. I can, yeah. I, they're genuine, so I can be genuine. I can take off my mask. And I think, you know, God is ready for us to take off our mask and just say, God, this is hard. It is hard trying to be a first grade math teacher, art teacher, English teacher, gym teacher. Lord, <laughs> this is hard. I'm trying to put together a sermon. This is no joke. You know, it's hard with your full-time job and you're doing, yes. it's hard if you lost a loved one and you couldn't grieve yes. and the parent to grieve. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous. So that means God already knew we were going to go through some things. He said, but he delivers us out of them all. But when you look earlier in the chapter, it says this poor man cried and the Lord delivered. God is not scared of your tears, your hard questions, your... It, Come on, come with it. I mean, yeah. where else do we go? Yeah. Where are we going to go when we're afraid if we don't go to God? So go to him with all of that. With all your concerns, all your cares, frustrations, anger, everything, you can go and just sit it at the feet of Jesus, right? Yes. Yeah. When my mom died, I was angry with God. Okay. I, 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 I didn't understand. I'm serving God. I mean, I was doing everything at that church but preaching on Sunday morning. And I was doing that two times when I was doing the youth ministry on okay. a Sunday morning. And I just couldn't understand how God did not answer that. And I was frustrated and I was angry and it was causing a root of bitterness to take place. And the, and the, and the fruit wasn't good. Cause when you let that bitterness set in, yeah. it's going to poison you. And so I went, someone invited me to go to a grief session at this church. Uh, and I went and there was, there were parents in there that had buried children. There were people in there that had buried spouses. And what we all had in common was we were asking God why. And it was a place I could go around other Christians who were saying, God, the enemy would want me to blame you for this, but I've got to find you in this. And when I sat in that meeting and I said out loud, I said, I'm mad at God that he let my mommy die because I miss my mommy. 
And it was like something inside of me broke because I was able to be genuine. I was able to be real, but real in community, not by myself in a corner, but real with other people who didn't say, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't say that. Because I, I mean, there are people right now, if you were to say, boy, this is scary. There are people that are going to say, well, you just need more faith. You just need, I'm just yes. being honest, y'all. I'm just being honest that this is serious. And yes. I feel the weightiness of it. I don't think the Israelites during Passover were giggling and kicking. Right. I well, think that they felt the weightiness of this, yeah. the, the, the seriousness. Even I go so far as to say the sacredness of what's happening right now, mm. that God is moving. So go sit down somewhere and be quiet. Be still. God is handling his business. This is not the time, you know, to try to show how strong you are. This is time for us to acknowledge how weak we are, how frail we are, how much like dust we are and how strong he is. You know, that that's interesting you said that, um, because I think let's tap into faith and faith. We automatically think we got to be strong. And that it just, it's supposed to go hand in hand, but really faith is just trusting in him to mm -hmm. do it, not in your own, you know, capability. So talk about that because I know when I buried my um, oldest child 27 years ago, I was always told that, um, or I was told during that time, you know, I, I didn't need to grieve. Because, you know, you're, you're not in faith. You know, she's in heaven. You're good. Let it go. And I think that we sometimes in conversations that I am hearing with COVID-19 that, you know, if you believe in something, whether it is the Lord Jesus or if you have another faith, um, that you're just supposed to be okay. You're supposed to be okay. And, um but that's not true. What is faith? You know, it's interesting. You you know, you and I talked and I mentioned about how I had been studying the scripture of Jesus in the boat with the disciples, right? Yes. He's in the boat. And we all know that song, you know, Jesus calm in the storm. And he, you know, that old gospel song. I can hear all the runs going up and down with Vanessa yes. Armstrong saying song. You know, yes. peace. he said, you know, and we focus so much on what Jesus did, but I went back and reread that scripture and I saw where they said, and it was dangerous. I had never seen that the storm was dangerous before. I'm like, oh, so they had a reason to be scared when they were in that boat. It One translate, couple of translations talk about how the boat was filling up with water. Well, yeah. I, I've been in the rowboat before. If it's filling up with water, I'm gonna be nervous because especially if I'm out in the middle of the lake, I'm getting ready to drown. I don't have a life jacket. I don't have all my stuff. Can I make it to the shore? Yeah. I wasn't ready for that, you know? And I feel like that's where we are right now. I wasn't ready for this. I didn't have, you know, 35 rolls of toilet paper saved up. I didn't, I mean, I had some Lysol, but I wasn't preparing to have Lysol for six yes. months. You know, yes. no, this is not what I had planned. Yeah. And so, you know, they're in fear. But the thing is, they were they had a reason to be afraid. But so then they go to Jesus and they're like, master, master, like, hey, wake up. I'm talking to you. Yeah. You need to get up. Because it says Jesus was asleep in the boat. He wasn't even up there with them. He was no. sitting there taking a nap, chilling. You know, so this is a big boat that's filling up with water because it's got all the disciples, a couple extra people, and room for Jesus to sleep. Right. So this is a big ship going down. So here they are. They wake him up. He calms the storm because that's what Jesus does. He walks on water. He heals people. He calms storms. Yes. But then he looks at me and he says, 
where is your faith? And I was like, well, now that's kind of bold. Why would you say that? I mean, you saw the boat filling up with water. You see this storm coming. They yeah. talk about how the Sea of Galilee, because of where it was situated, would have these storms that would just sweep in quickly and could capsize different, um, different vessels. So you got these fishermen looking at him like, what do you mean, where's our faith? And I felt like when I, in reading that again, I was like, he wasn't talking about the fact that they shouldn't have been afraid, or they shouldn't have been nervous. What he was saying is, are you trusting more in the outcome of the storm than you are with me? This, he was talking about their heart. Cause he's like, but I'm in the boat with you. Wow. And if I'm in the boat with you, you don't have to be afraid this, you know, your fear is real, but you need to, are you leaning on the construction of the boat? Are you yeah. leaning on your navigational skills to get you through this? Or are you recognizing that if Jesus is in my boat, all I have to do is go to him. I don't think that he didn't want them to come. He wanted them to come. But don't come to me shaking like, God, I don't know if you can. But maybe come to me saying, God, I know you can. And no matter what you do, I'm leaning on you. And I know it's going to be okay. This is where we can have the three Hebrew boy faith, right? Yeah. God, I'm trusting God. I'm going in this fire knowing he can deliver me. But even if he doesn't, he's still better than anything I've seen. Yeah. So I'm just putting my trust in him. And so having the faith to know that Jesus is on the boat with you. I keep telling people there is pestilence and famine and plagues all throughout scripture. Yes. We may not have thought it was going to happen, but this has been happening since Genesis. Yes. And yes. Jesus spoke about it. In the Gospels, he said, you know, there's going to be pestilence. There's going to be famine. Th these things are going to happen because it's a broken world. But you don't have to be afraid because I'm with you. You don't have to be troubled because I'm with you. Not that these things are not there. Not that we don't see these things. But we need to be like Jairus. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, I, exactly. That's where we need to be because that's honest. It's like. God, this is scary. I trust you, but help me. Help my help my faith. Help me to lean on you more. I feel like, I, I mean, I've been reading about people. I'll give a good, here's my example. Did you see where they laid off 40,000 40, employees at Disney World? They're laying them off everywhere. Okay. Yeah. And I just use Disney World because everybody who's anywhere near has seen has yeah. seen the little black circle in the two ears, right? Yes. To yes. think about the fact that Disney World has Disney World is laying off employees and not just the part, not just the person who was sweeping in the park, they're laying off executives, people that everybody. knew they had a good job. Because I'm working for one of the top companies in the world. And I even read, and it was very interesting to me. And this one, I'm I'm like, I'm about to preach this sometime. I read where Netflix stock right now is worth more than Disney stock. Is that something? Here's what here 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 here's the faith over fear analysis that I got from that. I don't know if you remember, but a few months ago, before Disney Plus launched, they said that Disney Plus was going to kill Netflix. Netflix wouldn't be able to compete. They were worried they were going to go out of business. Now, mm -hmm. Netflix is actually worth more than Disney stock. When I read that, I said, God, you say, don't count me out. Don't count me out. You don't know yes. the end of the story. So if your boat is shaking, wow. if the winds are going, don't count yourself out just yet. You don't know what's around the corner. Netflix had no way of knowing that they were that their stock was going to rise, that all of you would be like, well, I can't go nowhere. Let me go back to Netflix. Let me, let me yep. renew it. You don't know what's around the corner. God can use even this plague 
to yeah. do his work in your life. And he will if you allow him. So with that said, what can you offer? What are some tools, some strategies, some steps, Shannon, that you can leave with our audience on a daily just to help them get through day by day? Because what I've been telling everyone day by day, minute by minute, you know, we're such planners and we, we want to control our days. And this is not the time to do that. You know, mm-hmm. you I mean, because you can be happy at 10 a.m. And by three, you're like, wow, this is really hitting me. So what are some some things that we can do? Well, I think the first thing is remembering your identity, remembering your true identity. You know, you may have to put something up on the mirror in the bathroom that says, I am a child of God. It's not about where I work. It's not about who I know. It's not about my title. It's not about my paycheck. It's not about the roles. It's who I am in him. So the first thing is settling who you are in him and go in the Bible and get you some scriptures. The next thing is having your routine of being in God's face, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Now, that could be a quiet time of meditating on one scripture. That could be deep reading. That could be on your knees in prayer. You know, I often said when I had a small child, I was like, look, I'm lucky if I get two minutes to myself before I'm changing another diaper. But yeah. whatever that means, it could be listening to the Bible, you know, using yeah. some type of audible device. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but are you having that moment where you are still in the presence of the father and he yeah. can speak to you and settle you because you can't do this on your own. So it's about realigning your priorities. Number one, your identity. Number two, relationships. And that first relationship with him is most critical. The next thing to do is count your blessings. Oftentimes we're getting distracted. You know, they talk, Oprah talked about having a gratitude journal many years ago. The neuroscience says that when you begin to focus on the things that you are grateful for, it actually begins to rewire your brain to make you a more optimistic and positive person. So this is the time to think to yourself, you know what? I may not be able to go to the gym. I may not, I may be at school with my kids, but you know what? My child is healthy. I'm not at the hospital with my baby. My husband may be here every day and I may want more space, but you know what? My husband's still employed. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I may not be able to go to church, but I can go to 50 churches online every day of the week. You know, what are the things that we are yet grateful for? I may be frustrated because I can't go to the grocery store, but you know what? I've got a pantry with food. It may not be everything I want, but I'm not starving. I'm not yeah. in famine. You know, I, 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 my bills are being paid. You know, hallelujah. I can reduce some of this car insurance because I'm not driving. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I, there are, but they're there are so true. Things. And so begin to count your blessings very practically, you know, because there's got to be at least one thing that you can look yeah. at and go, that's positive. And then that thing begins to build. And then the final yeah. thing I would say is it's okay if you're not okay. So reach out to someone if you're not. Yeah. If you're yeah. not okay. I think oftentimes people are reluctant to reach out to someone and say, I need a little help. I need a little assurance, especially for those that may be living by themselves or those that may yeah. be feeling overwhelmed. So then that practical step is, Find that one person that you know will pick up the phone, will yes. take the text call, will do the Zoom with you and just be, take a chance on being real because we were never designed to do this life by ourselves. We're supposed to be doing this with other people in community. So yeah. take the time. This is a great opportunity to send an email 
to send, to reach out to people you haven't reached out to in months, some of them perhaps years and just say, I was thinking about you, you're on my mind. You don't know how that's gonna bless someone for them yeah. to know. Because when you take the focus off of you and begin to become external, now you're looking through the eyes of Christ. Yes. Not about oh. me, yeah. but about the other, about my brother, about my sister. So to me, those are some very practical things that you can do every day Yeah. to settle yourself, to stay in faith, and to keep yourself encouraged so that you can be like David. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, so ma'am. Those to me are just some very practical things that you can do. Absolutely. That That's awesome. And that's interesting. Your last point, I took a day and I just text a whole bunch of people just to say, hey, thinking of you, love you, just in case they were feeling alone. Because a lot of times we are afraid to be vulnerable. We are afraid to say, hey, I just I, I need to talk. And so that was my way of saying, hey, I, I'm here. And I did get some responses of, hey, can we talk? You know, and so I, I think that's very important. You know what? This time goes by so fast. I could talk to you forever, but we need to wrap up. But I want you to give one last insight to our listening audience. Well, let me say this, Shannon. I typically have a get the guests give an insight. This time I want you to pray. Okay. If you don't mind praying. That's going to be the insight is that you pray for everyone listening um, that has this anxiety, this fear, you know, because I know I was reading where even suicide is up because people are scared they're losing jobs they they don't they don't have the hope you know in the trust in christ so if you would just honor us with your prayer please certainly oh jesus this thing is rough ain't it lord this i know you're looking down and you got us but god if i can just be honest on behalf of all of my, my new friends i'm making god this is hard this is difficult so Father, I my prayer today is that you would give them hope. In the scriptures, you said that when I call this to my mind, therefore I have hope that the mercies of the Lord are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. God, you've not forgotten about us. You're not somewhere asleep. You're not somewhere doing something else. Lord, you're paying attention to everything that concerns us. You said that if you're concerned about the sparrow and you're taking care of that tiny little bird, how much more are you caring for our needs? What's going on in our heart? The things that we're struggling with. So right now, God, I pray for hope in the heart of that nurse and that person working in the medical field who's seeing this every day. God, give them hope because they're seeing some of the darkest things, God, things that other people wouldn't be able to handle, God. I pray for those that are the essential workers on the front line, those that are collecting the garbage, those that are working in municipalities, those that are handling mail, those that are working at restaurants, God, all of those that are on the front lines. Lord, I pray that you would give them hope and that you would keep them safe and keep their families safe. And Father, for those that are quarantined inside their homes that may have lost their job, may have been laid off, furloughed, 
God, I pray that you would begin to help them pivot in their mind as to what's going to happen next. And Lord, help them understand that they don't have to trust in chariots and they don't have to trust in horses, but they can trust in you. And Father, for those that are home with family members that are ailing, that they're taking care of, God, I pray that you would give them supernatural strength. God, you said that if we wait on you, you would renew our strength, God. So I pray that their strength would be renewed. And for those that are caring for children, God, and those that are having to be parents while they're working their full-time jobs, Lord, I ask that you would give them peace of mind, peace that passes all understanding, God. Let it guard their heart. Lord, and for those that are, don't know you and are wondering how could a kind God allow this to happen, God, I pray that you would let truth begin to move in the inward parts. Lord, I pray that you would take this time to reveal yourself to them, that they would see you and know that you are a good God and that your nature doesn't change because you are God and you do, Lord, you're good and you do good. So Father, I just ask right now that you would be with everyone who's listening, that you would comfort their heart, that you would give them hope, that you would infuse them with courage for the days ahead. God, I pray that you would give them divine strategies on how to take care of their household, how to take care of themselves, God. And Lord, I pray that you would then allow them to be generous with their time, with their resources, God. Let them look to the neighbors and say, how can I be a blessing to my neighbor? How can I be a blessing to that older person, that younger person that I know? How can I continue to show the love of Christ even under these conditions, God. Lord, release creativity in your people. Allow them to begin to see new ways to share your word, to share the gospel, and to show your love. God, we do all this not so that we can be great, so that your name will be great in the earth, so that people would see us, see the good works, and would glorify you. Father, be glorified even in this. We honor you. We bless you. We exalt you. For you are glorious, you are mighty, and you are wonderful. And we thank you, God. Your praise will ever be on our lips. You are mighty, and we exalt you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Shannon. You guys, I told you, you were going to be blessed. This was going to be lit and it has been. I know that you can walk away um, having strategies and and steps that you can, uh, you know, actually implement now that Shannon gave us um, that one, that last one to just be thankful, just be, you know, I wake up different now, you know, that I, I wake up happy and hell. I mean, I'm always happy, but this time it, it hits like the kids say, it hits different. You know, it hits different. When you walk, you wake up and you're healthy and you look and your kids, you know, are eating a whole, whole lot. But it's like, hey, it is, it is okay. Shannon, where can they follow you? How can they follow you? Oh, I'm like you. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Find me everywhere. I have a website. You can find me on my socials at Dr. Shannon Polk, or you can go to my website, shannonpolk.com. And I would love to connect with you in your service. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Shannon, thank you. Thank you, new friend. I appreciate you. I pray, appreciate your words of encouragement. It has definitely blessed me and I know it's blessed everyone else that has been listening. So thank you. God bless you. Likewise.
right, guys, I told you, I don't lie. I told you it was going to be good. And it was absolutely amazing. But, you know, let me leave you with my insight. Um, she, that prayer was everything. It was everything. We could just turn it off right now. But let me just add to that. My insight is this, that what I got is that no matter what, you got to trust God. You have to believe his word. This is the time, like Shannon say, said, to get rooted and grounded in the word of God and let it be real in your life. That's what's important. Stay in his presence. Meditate and be thankful. That thankful heart does change your mind. It just makes you look at things differently. You know, um, I think I mentioned this to you guys last episode. My one of my daughters said, you know, because of course I was complaining like, you girls, y'all eat so much. And one girl, one of my daughters said, mom, we eat like grown men. And I said, yeah, you do. And she said, but you can afford it. That's the blessing. And I had to stop and say, thank you, Jesus. Listen, they may be eating, but our cupboards are full and we're able to bless others. And that's what it's about. And so um, the thing about it is in the midst of this, you have to continue to trust God. Basketball is canceled. Concerts are canceled. Schools are canceled. Jobs are canceled. But your victory is not canceled. And so you got to remember that victory belongs to you. Victory is yours. You hold on to that tight. Victory is not canceled in your life. You walk in your victory. Do you understand me? You hear me? Victory is yours. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Insight with, with Latrice next week, Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. I'll see you then. And remember, God has designed real life for the real you to live what? Real good, because victory is yours. See you next time. Thanks for joining us.